0: In these uncertain economic times, it's easy to be worried about protecting your wealth, your hard-earned savings, and your family's financial future. Plunging interest rates, the devaluating dollar, and political unrest constantly threaten what you have worked hard to earn and all that you own. That's why now it's more important than ever to protect your assets and have the money you need to make your dreams come true. Welcome to the Global Wealth Fortress Report with successful global entrepreneur and wealth preservation expert, Joel Nagel. Joel's helped thousands of people just like you protect what you have so that you can make even more and make your every dream come true. So, sit back and enjoy Joel Nagel's offshore expert advice on how you can live the good life at a great price, where the sun never sets on your financial fortress
1: hello 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 this carib carter clues and welcoming you today to the uh joel nagel's global wealth fortress report uh the number one the number one asset protection uh podcast on the internet because we have america's number one uh asset protection attorney and and today today i i, I talked with Joel a little earlier i said Let's talk cyber currency. So, Joel, welcome to Joel Nagel's Global Wealth Fortress Report. Let's talk cyber currency from where you are in this time, Vienna, Austria. Well,
2: thank you. It's good to be with you, Carter. And uh, yeah, it's a. I think it's a. It's our first sort of early spring day here today. Temperatures around 50 degrees and quite nice and sunny. And you know, I think in in some ways. Uh, the European countries are a little bit more progressive uh, than the US when it comes to cyber currencies. Um, you see, you know, ATMs, for example, around Vienna for, um, you know, converting Bitcoin, for example, into cash and or, or hotels and restaurants that will let you pay directly in cryptocurrencies. So, you know, I, I think it's just a little... You know, I'm sure it'll happen in the U.S. too. It's just maybe a year or two or three behind, but it's it's interesting to see the the phenomenon.
1: Well, it it, it and it does seem to be sweeping the globe. I just just saw an article. Uh, it was it, today, as a matter of fact, uh, at Yahoo News um, called "Which Countries Are Using Cyber Currencies the Most." Listed the top ten, and uh, number one, 32 percent of the people of Nigeria are now using cyber currencies. Vietnam, 21%. Turkey, 16%. Peru, Peru, right in our backyard here. Folks, this is especially interesting for those of you at the Offshore Club. Peru, 16% of the uh, people there are trading in cyber currency. Switzerland, where you were last week when you joined us, 11%. So there seems to be a a. a an embrace an embrace, a worldwide embrace of cyber currency and i know that you as as a number one asset protection attorney in the us with some very very successful clients who have a lot of money you must hear get the question from them all the time joel what about cyber currencies bitcoin and all the others what what do you Give us the, for free the advice that they, are, that they are paying for. What are you telling? Well, them? Well, you know,
2: yeah, that's a great, that's a really great question. You know, it's, <clears throat> there's sort of two camps when it comes to, you know, people in the crypto world. Um, I would say the traditional, most folks, uh, you know, particularly wealthy folks, they have their different asset classes and um, if they've never been in crypto, now they're, They're doing exactly what you said they're calling me up and saying hey i'd I'd like to get some exposure maybe i don't really understand it but i'd like to figure out a good way to access it whether it's a you know like a mutual fund or an etf or or start buying some direct um you know coins directly whether it's bitcoin or ethereum or solana or you know whatever whichever coin but so that's one camp and, and that's sort of the traditional group uh but now um i've started to get another camp of folks contacting me and these are people who've been in the crypto space a lot of them since the beginning going back you know 10 12 even 15 years i think bitcoin's birth was just over 13 years ago okay and you know there are people contacting me who who got into bitcoin when it was you know still pennies on the dollar and um you know if you look at their return on investment it's it's you know you can't even Measure it because it went Phenomenal. from a couple of cents to, you know, over fifty thousand dollars. I think a few months ago, Bitcoin hit its peak at around sixty-six thousand dollars. It's yeah. it's back in the mid forties right now, but you know, it's it's still. Uh, so that that group are people that were already Bitcoin converts, and they didn't necessarily have a lot of money, but the value of their crypto went up so much that now all of a sudden they were like, hey. I you know, I need to talk about asset protection. I need to talk about estate planning. They were kind of dragged into it the other way because it's actually the crypto that made them rich. Right. And, right, and most right. of the people that I talk to in the crypto space feel that even though, you know, a lot of these currencies have gone up substantially, that there's still, uh, uh, you know, a massive amount of appreciation ahead. And the reason for it is simple. I mean, you know, the just staying with Bitcoin is the example right there's a fixed amount of bitcoin in the world right it's it's a little over 21 million bitcoins and you know there's eight decimal places past the the one to the right side of the decimal point eight decimal places that the smallest of which is called a satoshi and you know the the fact that governments just can't go out and print it right in in some ways makes it a lot more like gold or, or other precious metals right because governments can't go out and and print those either. So in my world I see a lot of people you, you would think that gold and, and Bitcoin are diametrically opposed. One's this sort of you know uh, aggressive speculative cryptocurrency right, right, and the other right. one is this you know store of value that's been around 5,000 years but in, in some ways they're very very similar and it appeals to a lot of the same people the other thing i'll just say is that you know the market cap of all bitcoin right now is about one trillion dollars and the market cap of of all gold right now is over 20 trillion dollars so when you compare gold to other things that that you know reflect real value uh, when you measure it that way you can see that there is still a long long way for for bitcoin to go so yeah even though it's you know pushing fifty thousand dollars again a lot of people say that's cheap and you know by this time next year it could be you know six figures or beyond so um, you know again I'm not going to I'm not going to sell my house and put every cent I have in it but yeah. um, I do think that there's a, certainly a place for it in in everybody's portfolio that's concerned about wealth protection and you know if you're in the second group I mentioned you know for some of those people I have to twist their arm to do a little diversification into everything else that the rest of us have, like stocks and bonds and mutual funds and gold and real estate, because they're so um, believing that 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 uh, you know that Bitcoin is the only thing that they should have their money in. And I say, yeah, but what if it what if it goes back to you know five dollars? I mean, right. you know, things go up; they can go down. So you know, it's it's not a bad idea to have some diversification. But the last thing I'll just say is that you mentioned some of these countries that are very into crypto and people would say like why why nigeria why countries in south america why well it's simple these countries have very high percentages of people that don't have access to you know the 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 normal standard you know banks and financial system yeah right i mean two-thirds of the people in in africa and south america don't have access to a bank account so with the crypto you know you have it on your phone um you want to send uh you know a satoshi to somebody to pay for something you know you can do it in two seconds from phone to phone and uh you know and and for a lot of these people uh, it's the first time ever they're able to build wealth and actually save because you know in in the past they never wanted to save they had crappy currency they knew that tomorrow the currency was going to be worth less than it is now we're starting to face that in the u.s right i mean yeah. Why would you sit on a Why would yeah. you sit on a stack of hundred dollar bills? Next year they're going to be worth less. We all know that. So you're going to spend it. Whereas with a cryptocurrency, you can spend it or you can save it with the knowledge that over time it's it's most likely going to be worth more.
1: It's going to be worth more. And I, I'm, you know, one of the things you taught us early, and folks, a lot of you who have been watching the Global Wealth uh, Fortress report will remember this. Joel has said early on the importance of a good defense, okay? And I would say, I I thought about that when I read a a great quote from from Warren Buffett earlier where he said, rule number one is never lose money. (laughs) Rule number two is never forget (laughs) rule number one. And you have said similar things. So when people come to you, they are coming to someone who really, they rely upon and rightly so to protect what they have. So when these people come to you, who made early investments that you've just described and very successfully in Bitcoin, then d- do you have to, let me just ask you straight out. Do you have to say to them sometime, Hey, calm down a little bit. Okay. Calm down. <laughs> you know, you, you know, they remember tulips. We all remember tulips. Do you ever have to yeah. say that to them?
2: I, I, you know, I, I do. And um, again, sometimes I feel like the, the, the ones who've gone all in, you know, they put literally their last cent. I, I've encouraged them like, look, you've made, you know, five hundred thousand percent on your investment. Like, it's not gonna hurt you to take five or ten percent off the table, right? Put yes. put it into some gold, buy a nice house. Yes. Um, you know, maybe access a few stocks and bonds that might help pay income for you. And by doing that, you can actually let the rest of your money ride. With with the people coming from the other side, um, you know one of the things there is to kind of tell them because I, I agree with you completely. I, I really hate losing money, right? We all know, <laughs> you know, if you if you lose fifty percent of your money, you know, your money doesn't have to increase fifty percent. It has to increase a hundred percent just to get yep. back to where you were. Yep. So I hate hate losing money. Now crypto is very special and unique because it is so volatile, and we I've seen people, you know that i tell clients look figure out what allocation you want to have to crypto maybe have a few uh positions that are diversified within it you know stake out your your bitcoin your ethereum whatever it is you want and put it in your portfolio and literally forget about it forget the about. idea that you should that you should check it every day you're just going to give yourself an ulcer it's so volatile right i mean a stock might go up or down 10 percent in a year and bitcoin might go up or down 10 percent in a day and you know when it's up 10% don't feel euphoric when it's down 10% don't feel like you want to jump off a bridge and some of the crypto traders that i've talked to told me they said you know we see people that really shouldn't be in crypto coming in you know they buy high when it goes down they get scared and they sell and then they're burned and then they say Hey, I'm never going to do that again. Like I'm just, so it, it, it does have the tendency of, you know, scaring off people and burning people, Um, you know, and and my attitude there is don't trade it. Just if you're going to get into it, buy it, hold it, you know, check on it in six months or a year. Don't check Mm -hmm. on it tomorrow because if you check on it tomorrow, you're either going to be really happy or really upset. And, you know, there's really no need to do either. Just, just buy it, hold it. And um, you know, And if and if if it makes you afraid to do that, there are some good products out there, uh, ETFs and um, like mutual funds that go into the crypto space and they do the diversification for you. They do the trading for you. You know, you can just buy their shares and and sit on those if if you don't want that. But most people want to access. Yeah, most people want to access it and have it, you know, they want to have it on their phone. They want to have it in a on a little cold store. Excuse me. Cold storage, where they feel it's protected, put it in their safety deposit box, whatever. Just be very careful. Make sure you, you know, you really understand what it's like to set up a cold wallet. Because if if you do it and then you lose the, the access data, you know, there's no backup. There's no uh, help desk. You know, yeah. you you hear the stories about the guy who had a hundred million in Bitcoin on his computer and. You know, threw his computer away, and you know yep, now he spent yep. uh, six months searching through garbage dumps in uh, you know New Jersey trying to find That's his right. computer. So, yeah. um, you know, Ritchie it's Ritchie. it's Ritchie. a lot of it's a lot of opportunity, but there's also a lot of responsibility, personal responsibility.
1: Yeah, and I and I love yeah that poor guy will never find it. <laughs> the the uh, and I love what you said about you know if, if folks if you have to one of these people that compulsively has to check it every day. Don't buy it and give yourself an ulcer. Warren Buffett, I watched an interview with him where he said, buy your stocks and leave it alone. He said, you know, don't check your stocks every day any more than you would go to the local mechanic and ask him how your car's running that day. He said, you're going to give yourself a nervous breakdown. And you get, just gave the same great advice. The same great advice. What, what do you say to people on the other end of the spectrum, spectrum, who you advise on their asset protection, and you say, you know you might want to look a little into the cyber currencies, uh, just like you've done with gold and other assets, and they say, oh no, that's just that, that's crazy. what what do you say to those at that end of the spectrum?
2: Well, you know, first of all, i'm I'm not really a salesman right I'm not trying to convince anybody of anything, but yeah. I'll tell you a quick story. I was meeting with one of my long time extremely wealthy clients guys in his 80s came to see me before the holidays with his grandson who's maybe 25 and we were having this conversation and uh you know he was sort of poo-pooing the whole idea and um like this crypto funny money and it's not for me and blah 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 And you know i didn't uh challenge his reasoning uh but i turned to his grandson and i said you know what 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 do you think have you invested in uh in crypto and he's like oh yes I you know he had this and that in small (laughs) amounts but he was quite knowledgeable and then you know I went back to the grandfather and I said look you know that's what I'm seeing even with my own kids like they're a lot more interested in buying crypto than they are in buying stocks and bonds so the question is as this generation you know becomes wealthier and wealthier and gets has more income you know where are they going to invest you know, are they going to buy the stocks and bonds that your IRA is trying to sell as you retired? Or are they going to say, no, we want to be in this new, you know, asset class. So anyways, he, um he decided to, you know, jump in. And, and even since he's been in a few months, he's already up, I don't know, 15 or 20%. Now, you know, at, at his country club, he's the, he's the uh, star because, you know, all these other <laughs> octogenarians are, are learning about it. But, you know, it's, it, you know the pro Sorry. it's a process the yep. vast vast majority of people still don't know about it they still don't understand it they still haven't purchased it and that's why you know when somebody comes to me and says did i miss the boat you know i mean i didn't get into bitcoin at ten dollars now it's fifty thousand should i still get in i'm like you know there's probably a long way to go you know just as pension funds mutual funds older people you know the, as the masses start coming in because it's still owned by a very very small percentage of of the population and the people even the people who own it i think i saw the other day um of the people who own bitcoin 90 some percent 93 percent have less than one bitcoin so sure, sure. you know i mean yeah. it, and and that it's a very democratic investment quite honestly if you have enough money to buy twenty dollars worth or two hundred dollars worth or Twenty thousand dollars worth or two million—it doesn't matter. It's you know it's there and available for you. So th- those are the reasons I like it. Um, again, I'm not an investment advisor, so I'm not trying yeah. to yeah. like tell people what to do. But you know, I I always think generationally, right? So I, I'm thinking about you know w- when I'm hopefully when I buy an asset, it's something I'm going to hold for a long period of time. And i'm thinking more about well what is this going to mean to my children what is this going to mean yes. to my grandchildren yes. you know it's, it's it's i'm not trading it so i'm not saying oh next week i'm gonna i'm gonna sell it if it goes up ten percent like that's not the my mentality and and you know you just have to ask yourself with these long-term things is it more likely to go up or go down if you know and it, it to me the longer out in the future you go the easier it is to answer that question you know if if you if i ask you right now carter in 30 years do you think a dollar bill is going to be worth the same more or less you know i'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure you're going to tell me less and uh, less. you know less. Yeah. who wants to buy a 30-year treasury that pays three percent i mean yeah. you're just guaranteed to lose money what about gold if i said hey if i give you this gold coin today it's worth eighteen hundred dollars 30 years from now you think it's going to be worth more or is it going to be worth less and more. you know I, exactly so that's how i go about my own personal investment because I'm, I'm not smart enough i'm not sitting in front of a computer all day long trying to trade i'm just trying to preserve and grow wealth you know over a, a long period of time and, and i think in that type of portfolio there's certainly a place for for you know crypto i think that um again there's some of these coins that are very speculative and there's others like you know bitcoin that's almost become like the, the the reserve currency of crypto it's almost like
1: oh, yeah. a global
2: dollar for crypto so you know if you want to be in something relatively safe even though it's still volatile you know look at Bitcoin look at Ethereum you know look at Solana um, if you want to be more speculative there are other coins out there uh, there's also products out there that you can be highly leveraged so you know you can be as aggressive as you want um, but again that's not my advice
1: beautiful beautiful let's talk we only have a few minutes here so our folks are focused our, our members are focused on offshore obviously <clears throat> as as you are I mean you you're you're one of the owners of gorgeous residential resorts all throughout Central America one of which is in really a Bitcoin country and that is uh, we said Peru is a major it trades 16 percent of the people there use it but El Salvador has made it legal tender right and yeah that, that is to me that's significant rightly or wrongly what do you think
2: yeah i mean i think um el salvador was sort of the pioneer and it was criticized by some of the the imf the world bank and some other organizations but i think so far you know it's it's an experiment it, it uh, became legal tender in september of 2021 so it's been around you know six months we're starting to see other countries follow suit Yes. Um, they might not be adopting it as their currency, but they're they're uh, reducing barriers and and um, saying, for example, that they won't tax the increases.
1: Yeah, right? because if it's your
2: currency, it's your currency. Um, so El Salvador, you know, if, if your Bitcoin becomes worth more when you by the time you spend it, it's it's not a taxable event. In the U.S., it is, by the way. So yes. if you buy a Bitcoin at thirty thousand dollars and you spend it to buy a car when it's fifty thousand you have to recognize that $20,000 gain but other countries are saying the opposite so we have El Salvador we have uh, Portugal uh, yes. we have um Bulgaria has been very aggressive on crypto Panama which has historically been the the leader of of finance in Latin America doesn't want to lose that title to El Salvador so it's rapidly moving to right. become more pro um uh pro crypto so we're going to see this trend continue and um, yeah, I, I think it's going to push the whole agenda of making it more um, more usable for more people. Um, in El Salvador, for example, because it's legal tender, that means as a merchant, you must accept Bitcoin. So if you walk up to it a little taco stand and it's got you know tacos for sale for a dollar, because El Salvador's other currency is the U.S. dollar, right. they don't have a they don't have their own currency anymore. Um, you know you have to be able to scan your phone and and, and pay for the dollar with uh with a bitcoin and and you know when you see that type of transaction increasing peer to peer you know they they what they refer to it in El Salvador is a is a closed ecosystem right i get yeah. bitcoin i save bitcoin i spend bitcoin and the next guy does the same and and so on and so forth then, it, you know, the Bitcoin doesn't ever really leave the system. It stays in their system. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's going to continue to happen. Um, you know, people are going to see that uh, El Salvador hasn't fallen apart because it said it was going to accept Bitcoin. It hasn't, you know, attracted global drug dealers, money launderers, tax evaders, any, all the bad things you hear uh, governments talking about. I mean, it's it's so phony that they bring these things up. I mean, the, the former CIA director of the United States came out and said that because of the nature of blockchain, where it's there's a permanent record of the transaction, that it's not something that is used by organized crime, right? They want to use suitcases filled with cash. They don't want to use Bitcoin. That 10 years from now, somebody can still trace it back to them. So... You know, I think these these negative arguments about crypto are going to fall away, yes. and you know, at some point, it's going to be very, very mainstream. And by the time it is, if if you wait until that point, you know, that's fine as well. But you know, the the you know, you're you're not going to be talking about trying to buy a bitcoin. You're only going to be talking about trying to buy a satoshi, because it's yeah. going to be substantially more. And I've seen models, you know, in the hundreds of thousands. All the way up into the millions of dollars per per Bitcoin, and you know, I think that that's honestly, you know, where we're headed. And you know, governments are speeding that process up by just turning their printing presses on, right? Because the more dollars the U.S. government prints, uh, the less value each of those dollars has. So, in a sense, the, the U.S. government is sort of boosting uh, Bitcoin, even if it even if it doesn't want to. That's that's the net effect of what they're doing
1: so the bottom line here and you that you've just done a great right across the globe there that was outstanding um particularly for you know offshore club members who are always looking offshore very wisely the bottom line here as america's number one asset protection attorney you are saying to people check bitcoin out check cryptocurrency out for asset protection can we say that yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. And, you know, it's
2: it's probably one of those things that, you know, th- there are a number of good exchanges and wallets. You can go online and you can download a wallet and, and a phone app in five minutes. Some of them will give you, you know, five or ten dollars of crypto for free just for signing up. And I think once you have uh, a wallet that has any amount in it, that makes you much more. It makes you pay attention to it. Right. I mean, yeah. if you yeah. if you say, oh, that's nothing I want to be involved in. Then you don't really care what the day-to-day prices are, but you know I can push a few buttons on my phone, and I'm looking at you know literally hundreds of of cryptocurrencies, most of which I don't even know and recognize. But you know I'm I'm a little I'm a lot more interested in seeing what they're doing than if than if you're not you know involved or participating. So you know get involved, participate, and you know it's it's not going to hurt you over the long run. It's it's going to help you to protect and preserve your wealth.
1: Joel, this has been great. This is it, it's been. Outstanding, because we have just learned uh, some of the information that some very, very successful people have heard from from you, and now we've heard it too. And and you're kind enough to give it to us free, which is fantastic. It is just absolutely fantastic. So thank you. Great analysis. Great analysis. My,
2: thank my you. pleasure, Carter. It's good to be yeah. with you, and uh, I look forward to seeing you again next week. We'll do it.
1: All right. Thank you, Joel. All Take right, care. folks. There you have it. That's that's priceless advice. That's priceless advice uh, from the guy who knows that Joel is the I I, I you know I think of him as, as the uh, Severus of solvency. You remember Severus, the 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 guard dog that protects the uh, <laughs> protects people's funds. You can't get better than than, than Joel Nagel. So that's great advice. Uh, use it. Check it out, and uh, we'll be back next week. As I always, tell you, let's do this thing.